Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Nerdificent. I am one half of your host, if you wide away, and sitting across from me, as always, is Danny Fernandez. And what is good? I feel like we both have like really great radio voices right now. Oh, oh yeah. I know. When you came in, you sounded like you were like working at a station. But do you? <laughs> my favorite thing about Chris, she's year round, but my favorite, the thing that reminds me of Christmas is Delilah. Mm. Do you know Delilah? Oh my gosh. Which she's like syndicated. She's syndicated. Oh, okay. But it's like Delilah. It's always like your local, like whatever the Christmas station has turned oh, to. Okay. Um, let me know, y'all, if you listen to Delilah. I definitely did when I was like in Dallas, but I know she's syndicated all over. And so she'll be like, This one is out to a special someone. Um uh Richard and uh, your loved one is sending Santa Baby. Please come home for Christmas. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And people... Oh, yeah. See, I always do the jazz one where it's like, hey, how's it going, y'all? This is Tony Jones over in T-Jazz. Uh, this one goes out to Candace. Uh, you know, this one comes from Bobby. He says, I know you're working late. Yes. When you come home, there's going to be a plate of rice for you. <laughs> a plate of rice. Oh, my gosh. Um, we should bring in our yeah, guest because yeah. he's also in comedy. Uh, yes. It is writer, comedian Joseph Scrimshaw. Hey. Hey. Hello. How are you? <laughs> you also have. I was listening to you talk and I know that you said you did a storytelling podcast. And I'm like, that so makes sense. I mean, you do a bunch of them, but like your voice is so we have a couple of those friends. Mark Ellis is another one. Oh, yeah. who, like y'all's voices are very much. Yeah. He's got rich. a radio voice, too. Yeah. yeah. I spent years doing theater. And then when I started doing podcasts, I'd be like, oh, I don't have to yell anymore. Oh, wait, my voice is an octave lower than I thought for oh, the yeah. last 10 years. You have years. the rich undertone. Oh, yeah. It's like a smooth cup of coffee with Baileys in it. <laughs> Baileys in oh, it. Oh, thank you. It. Yeah. Oh, wow. I have Baileys in me right now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we always start our show with what we're geeking yep. out about. Yeah. Um, Joseph, what are you geeking out about this week? Uh, I am geeking out about Watchmen, but if yeah. everybody has come in and said that to you, 
I, I mean, I'm going to say other it. Things. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I'm going to say it. I mean, every week it just it gets better. Yeah. yeah, it gets better and just sticks in your head. I think the thing that I love so much is that the that original comic book also cares about the history of comic books. So that's mm-hmm. what I was waiting to see. And I love that the Watchmen story is using like the history of media. Yeah. And how like televised visual media affects people. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's just like a brilliant layering into what it is. Were what? you a big fan of the comics? Yeah. 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 I read them a lot over different ages. And like the first time I read it, it's like, cool, some punching. Yeah. yeah. And some people are angry. And uh, yeah, I did not fully appreciate what it was. And I, so I've read it lots of different times over my life. Yeah. I think what I really like about this last episode is Damon Lindelof went down even more than any any anime director ever of the best fan service I think anybody wants because I think the moment that reveal happened people were like wondering like we gonna see Yaya's thing? (laughs) 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 And um, yeah you do spoil alert you're gonna see that thing uh, swinging. Uh, uh, (laughs) A fine Watchmen tradition was (laughs) (laughs) I know I know I love that every actor who's, who's done it was like yep yeah, we're just going to do it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, is there anything you're geeking out about, Danny? Is yeah. there anything like a fav- <laughs> one of your favorite heroes, one of their like uh, their, their trailer for their movie came out? Yeah, I'm geeking out about two things. One, definitely, uh, you know, Wonder Woman, of course. I'm excited to yeah. see what more 80s stuff they'll play. I kind of want more of that. Uh, like really showing the decade, but who knows? I know that they also have to make it feel relevant. Um, I think it's more playful. I'm I'm just fascinated to see what they're going to do because it's like, who is the big, like, you know, they kind of did that thing last time where they tricked us about who the big bad was. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, I know we have Cheetah and like, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated. Um, also very excited that I finally got to share my news today about yeah. my HBO Max show, Yay. which like if he has known about for a long time <laughs> oh, yeah. and like there's so much hard work that happens behind the scenes that nobody sees just for this moment. So it was like kind of just waited. It feels like my entire life to have my show announced. Uh, but yeah, so that yeah. that was a really great, cool day. Congrats on that. that yeah, very, thank very cool. you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about, I've talked about like my history with depression and honestly, also treatments. I kind of guinea pig myself, uh, and so I'm really glad that HBO Max like saw the value in telling this story about like the humor that can be found and also just like kind of making fun of the American healthcare system and. You know, when people say get help, you know, ask for help. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's not like just one straight trajectory. Okay, everything's sh- sunshine and rainbows. I asked for help. It's like a lot of uh, a lot of dark humor and failure along the way. And so, yeah, I'm excited to tell that story. Thank you, every single person that shared that and wrote me. Yeah. But today we were talking about something that I've been geeking about Ooh. technically, <laughs> yeah, extremely a lot. And so oh, is yeah. the internet. We're talking about Yoda. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And also, I'm going to slide in Baby Yoda as you yeah. would. I'm going to slide them in there. Oh, Still yeah. don't know if it's... Everyone says him. Does John Favreau refer to him as... The, the child. Uh, the, the child. The doctor, the creepy, uh, perhaps cloning doctor, Dr. Pershing, says him. Okay. Wow. So that's why people have been uh, leading with that. Instead of the normal reason that people say him, which right, is just for you know, plain old sexism, yeah. this is because uh, <laughs> well, one that of the was characters so said him. The yeah. first couple of weeks of The Mandalorian, I was like, 
well, this would be cool if it actually turns out to be a girl. Like yeah. nobody expects that. And it was like, oh, he's taking care of this little girl, daddy, daughter, like whatever. So I'm still holding out on that. Yeah, yeah it, it is uh, absolutely possible that the doctor did some bad readings mm-hmm. with the brief time that they had with Baby yeah. Yoda. This is like when I adopted my cat when I was like uh, seven and they said it was a girl that we took it to the vet and they were like, no, it's a boy. I did the same thing. Really? Where, yeah. The cat came to us on 4th of July and we named it like a Liberty Bell. And then like, uh, nope. And then Aww. changed the cat's name to Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so I guess, you know, your profile picture is you with Yoda. Would you say that that's like, what is your connection? Why have you latched on to Yoda first? Like, um, I think Yoda just spoke to me as a child and I, I had the action figure and I thought about him a lot. And, you know, I, I a lot of the wisdom certainly came through. But then when I got to be an adult and tried to reflect, like, why did he grab me when he was when I was a kid? I think the way he's introduced in Empire Strikes Back, where he seems weird and kind of grabby, <laughs> like he's kind of acting like a child, but he is secretly wise. And I think that's the way a lot of kids feel mm-hmm. like they feel like they're kind of acting out, kind of being a weirdo. And people are like, well, can, can you can you shut up and take me to the real important person, the yeah. adult? And then as a kid, you feel like, but no, I I'm wise. I have things to say. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, especially when people are young, they connect with Yoda. Is yeah. that he, is, oh, yeah. he is a secretly wise weirdo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And kind of like a prankster, to be honest. There's like so much humor. I mean, I feel in him. And I think this is the best time to interject because there's a lot of, uh, you know, debate because people get mad that they call the child baby Yoda. <laughs> no one uh, cares, it, people. <laughs> and, it, and but I but, you know, it's because Yoda's race is never just like talked about like yeah. they 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 left it vague so there isn't a name for yoda's race uh fans came out with tridactyls uh <laughs> did you know that no i haven't heard that fan yeah. theory that's wild yeah because they have three-toed feet so they call them tridactyls which i thoroughly reject uh it's gonna be every one of them is a yoda it, and it, it's because and it's funny because like on the one level, it's just easier and simpler, but on the other uh, other level, that's just like simple, almost human uh, linguistics, where if you, the kind of um, colloquialism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You typically like when people say uh, Q-tip. Like those, right. all every Q-tip isn't a Q-tip. A Q-tip is a brand, right? But because it's the one that's more widely, <laughs> oh, you mean Kleenex you know, uh, too. Kleenex Band-Aids, too. Yes. Band, you know, like that's just a general thing you do. So of course, the one Yoda that we've seen, the first one, will refer to the race as Yoda, and I hope that. Whoever writes the movie that finally names the race just trolls everyone and calls the race Yoda Uh, so that all the baby and it's because it's so funny because also it's like um, because it's very it's such an obvious attempt to be pedantic because if you're mad at people from for calling baby Yoda baby Yoda. You're you're purposely ignoring the fact that there is not a name for the race. Yeah, it's like the new yeah Frankenstein's monster kind yeah. of pedantic. Like yeah, yeah. We could say baby of the same ambiguous species of Yoda. Yeah, but that takes Even up a lot the of characters. Child doesn't sound fun yeah. as baby Yoda. It's yeah. just yeah. But Wait. yeah, they they are known as uh, from for some people. I'm not tridactyls. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a pretty deep uh, fan conjecture type thing. Yeah, after Yoda, but before chronologically 
We saw Yoda with Yaddle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who also used the Force as well. Can you talk to us about Yaddle for people that don't know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in The Phantom Menace 1999, we see the uh, Jedi Council, and there, Yoda is leading it, and then there's just a random Lady Yoda in the background, like really, like just... A, it, the the puppet was actually designed to possibly be a younger Yoda, and they're like, eh, we don't. That doesn't work. But how about a lady Yoda? And she has long auburn hair. She does not <laughs> speak in the movie. Uh, and then in uh, the Legends comic books back in the day, she had some adventures and was fleshed out in comic books and eventually died. They're yeah. Yeah. so unattractive. Oh, yeah. It is y- yeah, difficult. Yaddle's legs are difficult in that one. They're dangly. It's like, <laughs> Look at like this. she's got two broken legs like she crossed the yeah. mafia. Y'all, I'm yeah. not. She looks like, I don't know, like Mima after she's like, I don't know, about to pass out. Like she's in the middle of telling a story and then just like her eyes roll to the back of her head. Yeah. And this is also a good time. You've, you've done Collider and screen junkie stuff right and I can tell because you talk like a movie nerd and I say it with love because you're on nerds because you say movie then the year which is something I always forget which is something we appreciate here Phantom Menace 1999 and I was like yep that that's 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 how you win I could never survive on those because I'm so bad with years Uh, but gosh yeah that um Phantom Menace was, I mean, what are your, uh, you know, sidebar, what is yeah. your general idea of the prequels? How uh, do you, feel? you know, I've gone a long journey with the prequels. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, I do think there's some rough writing, some <laughs> rough dialogue, uh, maybe some uh, rough CGI here and there. But uh, the more time I've spent with them, I, I have problems with the execution, but not the movies. Lucas created really specific themes and ideas, and I think it all ties together into a really uh, great story and adds a ton to the Star Wars mythos. So I'm, I'm a big prequel fan at oh, this nice. point. Like, and it's even the stuff that I like, eh, I'm not sure about that. Like Yaddle, like <laughs> in 99, I was like, why is there a Yaddle? What's the deal? with yeah. just so angry about it. And I was like, eh, there's a lady Yoda and her yeah. name's Yaddle and she's got weird chicken legs. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> What's not to enjoy. I do love the fact that George added another sp- person to the Yoda race, but still was like, we're not going to give a name. This well, is what it I... gives real attention to the baby Yoda thing of whether or not we're going to discover, because Lucas kind of kept wanting to explain things. Yeah. And he, uh-huh. and he added Yaddle, but he still didn't want to explain the race. So it's been one of the really, really hands-off things in yeah. all of Star Wars. Um, I just love the why. It reminds me of Dragon Ball with like Goku, Goten, Gohan. Yeah. Like, I hope they keep doing that. <laughs> I hope Baby Yoda is something. We well, got Yoda, Yaddle, Well, that's Yiddy. what I was saying is like based <laughs> on the naming function for both Yoda and Yaddy. Yaddle, it has to be Y, Vowel, D, mm-hmm. Vowel. Like, oh, yeah. The like, if, if I mean. It'd be weird to change it now. Rule of threes. We have to keep it going. So maybe <laughs> Yadu. Yadu. Oh, I would love Yadu. Yadu. Like baby y- Yeti. 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 <laughs> Are you Yeti? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so getting back to the creation of Yoda. So mm-hmm. the puppet version of Yoda from the OG series was designed by Jim Henson, voiced and performed by Frank Oz. The character went CGI for the 2000s prequel. Oz recounted how director Ryan Johnson courted his return for The Last Jedi that said, quote, we had lunch and Ryan asked me if I wanted to be Yoda there. And I said, sure. I thought it was CGI. So I was shocked when I found out they really wanted to do the real Yoda because that's a huge, massive undertaking. But that's what they did. It just began with Ryan and it made sense. You couldn't have CGI Yoda with Mark 
Luke because Luke wouldn't have a CGI Yoda. The only Yoda Luke knew was a puppet character. That's so sweet. <laughs> also, same thing happened with Mandalorian. I remember... Um, Crap, I'm forgetting his name. The older gentleman. Werner Herzog? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going, and it's well, beautiful. Yeah, do you want to tell them the what he said? Yeah, so he I mean, he said a lot of things about how beautiful the puppet is, but there's, there was an alleged uh, report that they were wondering whether the puppet was working on set and talking about should they CGI, and apparently Werner Herzog's like, you're cowards. Yeah. yeah. Use the puppet, yes. cowards. Oh, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so this is, I don't know if you know this fact, George Lucas had originally conceived Yoda's full name name as being Minch Yoda? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the makeup artist Stuart Freeborn based yes. Yoda's face partly on his own, that's really cool, and partly on Albert Einstein's, which is not very, <laughs> I can totally a thousand percent see that, and also not very flattering at yeah. all. Um, in The Phantom Menace, he was redesigned to look younger. He was computer generated, as we said, for two distant shots, but he actually remained mostly a puppet. Yeah, so The Phantom Menace, he, he was a puppet for many years, and then they needed him to be digital for Attack the Clones for his big lightsaber fight mm-hmm. and then they went back and put a uh, digital yoda into phantom menace so if you buy the blu-rays now or watch them on disney plus uh you're not going to see the the puppet from phantom menace he's all digital wow. all the time in the in the prequels now that's so interesting i don't know why you, i guess to match it i guess i think so and that 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 puppet was interesting <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is just finishing up on what Frank Oz said. He said, people don't realize that a great a great part of the reason why Yoda works is because of Mark. It's because if Mark doesn't believe in that character, nobody else will. What he does there is extremely important, always has been. When we got together, it was just like old times. He never changed. He is just a wonderful guy. Very funny, too. People forget that when you have CGI, you're looking at a tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's something to having Frank Oz literally being right there, like mastering a puppet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did. There was an old show on Fox called Son of Zorn, which it was a a live action animated show with a He-Man style character that was animated. And uh, I did an episode and it was my buddy Dan Lippert, who's like six, like has to be like, I don't know his actual height, but six, three, six, four. And he was wearing this all silver suit. (laughs) And then he had like the like a kind of. Uh, eye line on his head so that people would look up and I was like yeah this this definitely changes it because like I'm not looking at He-Man I'm looking at my friend in a weird silver suit yeah (laughs) yeah so so I can imagine like using like those puppets probably give you a better performance too because especially if you've ever done anything like you know uh hyper uh will do uh had like perception check or perception studios now does it on their own where you would do dnd with puppets and after a while it it just kind of fades away and you it feels forget. like you're yeah. yeah you're interacting with a puppet yeah i mean i think puppets are so much better than cgi but, oh, yeah. but uh for uh empire strikes back 1980 yeah uh, i think there's that uh, Mark Hamill because, you know, sci-fi and fantasy wasn't as big of a deal and it certainly wasn't a big blockbuster movie to be taken seriously. And like Star Wars breaks the mold on actually having good effects. And then suddenly Mark Hamill has a challenge like, you're not, uh, Harrison and Carrie are going to be falling in love and you're going to be alone with the puppet (laughs) for most of the movie. And it's going to be deep philosophy and it's going to ride your back. Could you make everyone take that seriously? I don't think people ever give Mark Hamill enough props oh, yeah. for, for what he so did right. ba- back then. So can you tell us what we know about Yoda, like a little bit of his history? I know that he lives to be 900. Apparently his height is below two 
and a half feet. That's around where they are. But like, I just don't. But on I don't Tinder, know. He says he's wow, iffy. <laughs> on Tinder, he just I just want to expose him. Grower, not a shower. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm moving on. Um, I guess what do we know of his lore before he meets? Uh, Luke. Yeah, so it's a there's a, a little bits and pieces in modern canon. So you know, there's the legends of Star Wars, which there's all these comic books and various books that have been written in the years before Disney bought it, and then 2012 they buy it and say we're we're going to ignore that and call it Legends. You can enjoy it if you want. And then there's modern Star Wars written, canon. So were those written? As Star Wars official? Yeah, they were licensed by George Lucas. And okay. then yeah. he sometimes would go like, oh, it's this level canon, this level canon. And other times you go like, ah, I don't care that you said something different than what I'm going to say in the movie because the movie comes first. So he kind of licensed them, but he never took them really seriously. You know, and I think when Disney takes over, they know the kind of nerds that exist <laughs> now. And they're like, oh, everybody's going to want everything to be connected. And if one thing happens, it's true. So they have been, you know, they have a story group to keep everything consistent. So within the the modern canon, we know a couple random adventures Yoda had uh, as he was growing up and being a Jedi over hundreds of years. But for the most part, we kind of catch up with him mainly in The Phantom Menace. And he is leading the Jedi Council. He's been leading it for a while. And he's the Yoda we know. He's wise and kind, but he's also kind of stuck in his ways and getting a little bit rigid and that's a large part of the story of the prequels and the story of the actual Jedi that they've been around for so long. Yoda's been leading it for so long that he's getting kind of stuck in his ways in a part of Jedi philosophy is, you know, you're never done learning, that you should always be open to new things. And it's, uh, Yoda doesn't handle things as well as he could, which, you know, you go to that Phantom Menace scene where he meets Anakin and he's, he's a little cold to him. Yeah. Where he's like, how do you feel? And, and Anakin's like, cold, sir. He's like, fear? I said fear. And like, you know, he goes in on this kid right away and you're like, yeah. damn, Yoda. Uh, and that is part of the storytelling that Yoda has is getting a little stuck in his ways and a little a little fearful, a little like overly on guard for anything that might uh, lead to the dark side. And is this because it happens after Count Dooku goes to the dark side on him? Or? No, it's actually uh, before. Dooku has uh. left the Jedi Order because he has doubts in it. Mm-hmm. So I think that has maybe affected Yoda because he's he, that's his Padawan. Of, yeah. uh, Dooku is his Padawan and Dooku basically said like, mm, I don't think the Jedi Order is actually working well. You're too in league with with the government and following what they do instead of just listening to the will of the force. Duke has already got some problems. So yeah, that probably uh, affected Yoda. But I mean, the story that Lucas is really interested in with the government, uh, uh, the Republic and with the Jedi council is that he just doesn't like big organizations. Yeah. (laughs) You go back to like, he had to leave the director's guild because they were fighting with him about where the director credit goes on empire strikes back. And you know, he's an indie filmmaker who kind of made one of the biggest things ever Kind of on his own, you know, he got distribution and all that. But so then he goes back to tell the story. And what do you know? A lot of it's about big organizations eventually get all crusty, rigid, and full of themselves (laughs) and fall apart. I'm going to make three adventure movies about that. Yeah. (laughs) Do we know how or when he joined the Jedi? We don't know details about that. The the best thing that we can kind of infer is because he says he, Yoda says he's 900 years old and Mm -hmm. uh, has been training Jedi for 800 years that he joined sometime in before he turned 100. And baby Yoda is 50 <laughs> is years 50. old, so he has 50, yeah. Yeah, so that's real interesting. So I don't know if baby Yoda is suddenly going to be like, I've turned 51, hello, let's discuss literature. Are he's suddenly going to be like totally uh, advanced? No, that's so interesting because, yeah, that, 
<laughs> like the introduction of Baby Yoda at fifty just presents so much inf- information and questions about the race because if at fifty you're still basically infantile, like at what point do you? When, when are we going to see teenage teenage Yoda? <laughs> Love it. I hope that season two of Mandalorian. Oh, also, right. somebody tweeted and said, like, what if when Baby Yoda starts talking, it's normal, and then um, and then regular Yoda like just had a stroke or something. And that's why he talks backwards. Uh, Yaddle also talks that way. Oh, uh, okay, so never mind. Maybe that's just a part of the species having strokes. <laughs> um, we have to take a really quick break, and then we're going to hop back into more Yoda and, of course, me trying to shoehorn in Baby Yoda as much as possible. Uh, but first, we wanted to talk to y'all about Audible, which, Ify, I actually use a ton. I have so oh, many really? books yeah. on Audible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have their membership, so. Oh, so you're you're fancy. Yeah. I just, well, I'm in my car a lot, like, here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Literally, like, it takes, like, getting traffic everywhere. It's like podcasts, but audiobooks. <laughs> Yes. And so I'm so excited because I get to tell other people about the gift of an Audible membership, which I don't know if you're I definitely treat yourself. Give it to a friend for the holiday season because I use it religiously. Yeah, especially if you're somewhere where there's a lot to a lot of commuting you do. I think this is amazing group. And now it's the best time to do it because there's a special offer of 53 percent off your first three months. Yeah, you have access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. If you're me, I am a thousand percent in the self-help section. And I love it. No worries at all. I love Brene Brown. A lot of their book, a lot of their audiobooks are read by the author and uh, I have a ton from Wayne Dyer as well. I could go on and on. <laughs> oh man. Well, what's dope is you can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two exclusive Audible originals. You can't hear anywhere else yeah and you can listen on any device anytime anywhere with the audible app it's great uh, as if he said while commuting also the gym i use it a lot when i clean it's like the only thing that'll motivate me is i can have like be listening to my friends yeah especially if it's like clean up your life and you're like okay (laughs) (laughs) so right now for a limited time you can get three months of audible for just 6.95 a month that's more than half off the regular price Yes, give the gift of Audible. Go to audible.com slash nerd or text N-E-R-D to 500-500. 500-500. Remember, that's audible.com forward slash nerd or texting nerd to 500-500. And we're back. We're still talking about Yoda. Yes. I had just a couple more quotes that I wanted to say from Frank Oz. I mean, it's just... I think we really forget that he's the man behind this character. Uh, So he said, it's a four-person character. I flew back and forth to London about three times and rehearsed for a couple weeks with them. It's very intense rehearsal because you have four people trying to do one thing very, very specifically. So every single word, every single move had to be rehearsed again and again. Therefore, we don't take time on the set. The last time I flew over there, I rehearsed with the three guys again, and then we went and shot for a day and a half, night and a half. Yeah, I mean, they're having, they're having, I even see this now with The Mandalorian, with the, the little puppet but like every, his ear moves his eye moves his mouth like everything has to be synced up yeah yeah and that's uh, been like this grand tradition of Yoda is the ear wobble because when they made the original puppet they're like this looks good but we when his mouth moves his ears wobble a little bit 
And then that, at the time, I was like, what are we going to do? And then that became really authentic. So when mm-hmm. they made the digital Yoda, they built into the digital Yoda that his ears wobble. Oh, the ear wobble. Yeah. So it's been great to see baby Yoda's ears being so very expressive. Yeah. So would you say that he has a character trajectory or does he kind of stay the same? Oh, no. I, I think some of it is implied, but it's definitely there. He, you know, in the prequels, he goes through the, the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He knows that it's kind of that there's something fishy that he's being, you know, drawn into something. Jedi are supposed to defend and protect, but they're kind of drawn into being warriors in the Clone Wars. And just the act of fighting sort of increases the dark side. He's trying to figure out what's going on with that. Eventually, he realizes that they've been played by Sidious Palpatine. And, you know, there's a scene in Revenge of the Sith where he says, oh, failed have I. And he really is owning, like, I screwed up. I was not looking at the big picture, and I let fear get to me. So then when he, he goes to Dagobah in between the, the sequels and hides out in between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, so by the time that Yoda shows up, or th- that Luke shows up to be trained, he's like, I'm not sure if I should train him. Maybe, it, maybe it'll only make things worse. Uh, so he really did take time to reflect, and if you watch the prequels and then compare them to all of uh, Yoda's wisdom and empire— you can see a real shift that he is trying to be much more open and <clears throat> flowing and really practice what he preaches. And a really fun detail that came out that I wanted to be sure to share, uh, there's a book called From a Certain Point of View that uh, gives a bunch of different characters uh, little chapters. Uh, and Yoda's chapter is kind of, he's on Dagobah and he's looking out and sensing everything going on in the galaxy. And he's wishing that he could train Skywalker. He wishes that Skywalker would come here because Skywalker is so disciplined and so ready to learn the ways of the Force. And then you realize he's talking about Leia. Wow. And it's this great twist. And if you you really watch it all, it's like, yeah, Luke's like, I want to have adventure. I want to go out there. I want to be uh, you know, a, a fighter like my dad and a warrior with a cool sword. And Leia's just like... I'm serious. I have to take care of things. I have to be selfless and put other people first. And like, she is a perfect, what a Jedi is supposed to be. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I was kind of hoping Leia would show up eventually, but I guess I'll take Luke. (laughs) That's so neat. No, I definitely didn't know that. I also am fascinated. So, I mean, if we're looking at the child slash baby Yoda, obviously is force sensitive, was I don't remember this because I don't remember Yaddle, but I'm guessing she was. <laughs> yeah, she's on the Jedi Council. So yeah, you, you of have course to she yeah. is. Yeah, but I'm like, she doesn't. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't get to see her, uh, you know, throw things around or anything. That's what I mean. Whip out the old lightsaber, at least on screen. So uh, I wonder if it's just more inherent in their race, yeah, their species? That's, that's the big question that uh, Baby Yoda is teasing for people who are, you know, into this level of Star Wars of like, oh, is that just two of those? Is that the only two that ever existed, Yoda and Yaddle? Are all of these creatures ever Force-sensitive? Force yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who think that Baby Yoda is going to be an actual clone of Yoda. Uh, but you know, yeah, I know that's the big thing is people think that that's a clone, possibly a clone. Yeah, that baby Yoda. Do you? How do you fall on that spectrum of that I, conspiracy? I always it, it works in the history of Star Wars and in the timeline of Star Wars and all that. But I always think about like for these kind of what if like well how would it impact the story? And I don't yeah. see how it would super impact the story if it was well oh, it's another Yoda. Yoda's had his story. It's completed. There's an arc. And I think it's much more interesting if we kind of get a little sense of maybe what this race is. But more importantly, like, what does it mean for the Mandalorian? You know, I think Baby Yoda is all about Mandalorian going, 
I didn't really have my heart in being a bounty hunter because I'm kind of a noble guy. Mm-hmm. And now, now I got to be a dad, and I have no idea how to do yeah. that. But I know what it is to be an orphan, so I am not gonna. So I think having the the kid have his his own identity adds more to that relationship than suddenly the Mandalorian going. Ah, uh, yes, Yoda. I've looked him yeah. up in the files. <laughs> Jedi Master, nine hundred years old, passed yeah. away. Like, uh, yeah, it, it could happen. They might have a good storytelling reason, but. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what are some of your favorite quotes? Oh, yeah. I mean, Yoda's got a lot of great quotes. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, I think there is a ton that, you know, people quote a lot that are really powerful. The do or do not, there is no try. Yeah. Which I think just boils down to believe in yourself if you believe you can do it. If you believe you can sell a script in Hollywood, like you have to believe <laughs> that it can happen, right? Uh, I think that is just a great wisdom. I don't think I told, I can't remember if I told the podcast this, but Matthew Cherry, who's a director, who if you don't follow, definitely do. And he's a part of Monkey Paw, which is, uh, or he has worked under Monkey Paw, which is Jordan Peele's company. He tweeted months ago in the summer, sometimes you just have to bet on yourself. And that was literally when I was going into my pitch to HBO Max. And like, there were a lot of things working against me with that. And I just was like, nope, I'm going to do it. I know I haven't sold something before, but I'm going to, you know, it was just like this thing of like kind of giving, being undeniable i would say and uh if i had had any wavering sense i don't think i would have sold it and i think i just went in thinking that i would so i totally agree but also matthew cherry thank you for tweeting that (laughs) i told him so many times i'm like it literally changed my life because it just changed the framework of uh it changed my my brain when i was going in there because i saw his tweet like right before i went in yeah he was your yoda he was my yoda matthew cherry Mm is twitter yoda Yeah. yeah Uh, so I, I think there's great things about like, yeah, just believe in yourself. But I think he also like just kind of there's that great scene in Empire Strikes Back where he Yoda brings Luke to this tree cave that has evil spirits in it. You know, that that uh, evil presence that and uh, and Luke asks him what's in it. And he says only what you take with you, which is like such a great idea of just being mindful yourself of well, what is in any room that you go in? Well, at, at least what you take with you, you know, yeah. is in there. If you come in with negative energy, that will for sure be in the room. Um, Another quote I love is when Luke is asking about how the force works and how he'll know the difference between the light side and the dark side. Yoda says, you will know when you are calm, at peace, passive. A Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. And I remember hearing that when I was a kid. And I was just like, I was kind of Luke and like, but I want to have adventures. And as I get older, just that idea of just like, okay, any problem you have, take a deep breath. Be calm, except that you can only do the things that you can do. So you're you're passive when other people are upset and you act when you need to out of knowledge or defense. Yeah. And it's just like that. That kind of boils down to even just like having a nice conversation with people. Oh, yeah. Being a decent driver in traffic, you know, like just kind of day to day real life stuff is where as well as deep philosophical well, stuff. Well, also, since this is kind of our first time talking about Star Wars on the pod, I think we should really discuss the difference between Jedi and the Sith, because I think anyone watching it just assumes it's good and bad, when really it's a little more complicated than that, because where how it really breaks down is the Sith wants to take over completely, and the Jedi actually wants balance they don't want to wipe out the sith because they because the force uh the way the force works is you need the 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 dark side 
for the light side to balance. Uh, is that correct? Did I goof that up? Uh, well, I, I think there is a there's there's debate, and it's definitely Star Wars is art, and you can take it the way yeah. you want. And I have opinions, and, and Lucas has uh, been saying some stuff about this <laughs> that's been uh, resurfacing. I think the the idea of it is the Jedi do want balance in that accepting that there is light and dark naturally in the world. There's a cycle of life and death, and you know certain trees have to die in order to be reborn, and all that kind of thing. The Sith, when they're like, eh, the dark side, it's entirely selfish. They want to consume everything. Yeah. So they want to be active. They want to be on attack. And the Jedi, and this is another thing that I think is, is great philosophy of the Jedi are like, we are passive, except with the Sith, they got to die. <laughs> because so funny. otherwise, they will take over everything. Yeah. Lucas himself has said explicitly, again, audiences can interpret it how they want, but Lucas has said, bringing balance to the Force means killing the Sith because otherwise <laughs> they will take everything. Yeah. And that's what makes some of these quotes even more powerful to me because he's like, it's knowledge and defense. Yeah. It doesn't mean just never do anything, but it means only raise your blade, only get violent when you're actively stopping something evil and unnatural. Uh, yeah. Like the Sith going, we'll take all of it. Yeah. It's not like, we'll take 50% of the universe, the galaxy, and be evil over here. Yeah. And then you guys have parties. They'll take it all. Well, this was so fascinating. As I was listening to you talk, like, some of his quotes, I was like, oh, these reminds me of tenets of martial arts. Yeah. That are supposed to be used as self-defense. Right? Like, that. I mean, originally, I mean, people kind of use it for a lot of different things. But I feel like he's, Yoda reminds me, obviously, of a guru. And I feel like um, this teacher and... Um, I feel like there's a lot of elements of martial arts that's like um, you're only supposed to you're you're not supposed to use it for harm unless you're you're defending yeah. yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, the, uh, the another quote that people really uh, means a lot to people is the luminous beings are we not this crude matter. And again, it's you know, it's Star Wars and it, it pulls from lots of different ideas and religions and you can take it how you want. But I think it's just a it's a. A very beautiful idea, and the word luminous gets used a lot in Star Wars because of the power of that one moment in Empire Strikes Back of just that idea that we are more than the sum of our parts. Right. Yeah. You know, and we are all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Mm-hmm. I was going to say some, one of the books that I mentioned, the one with Wayne <laughs> Dyer, he has something which I think a lot of people like actually hearing this is that he, like you said, there's there's dark and light, there's good and bad. And he said, so um, that's just how life operates in cycles. And so if you're having a lot of bad luck, like if you're just really down, you're having a really hard time, imagine that good luck is leaning against it. And I really love that. It's like yeah. when you're like, how can I hold on for hope? I'm having like the worst time of my life. And it's like, well, if you're already down, it means you must be going up. Like just yeah. imagine that good luck is on the other side waiting to happen. It's like waiting to take its cycle. So that was just ugh, love it. Yeah, yeah. That's that good stuff. That's that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that Brene Brown. Um, we have to take another really quick break. And then we're going to hop back into more Yoda after this. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we are back. One fact I just wanted to throw in here before we move on is uh, Lego Yoda. His minifig was the first of their figures to be shorter than the other toys in the Lego Star Wars line. <laughs> Love that. So how small is Baby Yoda going to be? <laughs> I personally love the fact that Disney listened to John Favreau about not having merchandise yeah because uh, obviously that would have spoiled all of the baby Yoda stuff and I know yeah. everyone was like well it's just coming out in time for the holidays I'm like but it's not though because in order for that to happen they would have had to have those cells like make up the characters the models all of that takes months so you're not going to see baby Yoda merch until 2020 yeah I yeah. smashed that link for the Funko Pop and I think yeah. it's like May of next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it cost Disney 2.7 Seven million uh, with no Baby Yoda products available for oh. the holiday season. Well, they're going to make that up next oh, week. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. No yeah, problem. They'll yeah. make back the price they paid for Lucasfilm in yeah. Baby Yoda merch. I think. <laughs> so, Joseph, can you talk to us a little bit about Clone Wars Yoda specifically? Yeah. So, the Clone Wars, you get to spend a lot of time, more time with the Jedi and particularly the, the Jedi Council and individual episodes with Yoda being a wise leader and having a little bit more of a, a sense of mirth and humor because uh, that is a part of his character. But uh, at the end of the Clone Wars, there's going to be a new season coming out uh, in uh, February on Disney Plus, a final season of the Clone Wars. But in what is right now the last season of the Clone Wars, uh, Yoda starts hearing the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn, the Jedi played by Liam Neeson from Phantom Menace. And uh, Lucas had always meant to tell this story in the movies, but he basically tells the story of how some Jedi can retain their existence within the Force appears force ghosts mm-hmm. or force spirits so sometimes people like han should come back and be a ghost and like this but arc of yoda is like no oh, right. no in in or like mace windu like mace windu didn't do the training uh long story short 
uh, Qui-Gon was very interested in this idea that if you are doing so for a selfless reason, you could retain your existence within the Force. Because the idea is everybody passes into the Force. We're all part of the Force. We always will be, but you're not aware that, hey, this is who I was, and I can talk to people and all that. So Qui-Gon kind of half figured this out. He comes to Yoda and says, I have this additional training for you to do. You have to kind of face your dark self. You have to face the possibilities that you made some mistakes. You have to face your fear of the future. And through all this training, you will eventually learn to become one with the Force, but still retain your your identity. And uh, uh, Obi-Wan learns this from Qui-Gon as well, meditating on Tatooine. So that's why in the original Star Wars movie, when Obi-Wan Kenobi disappears... Uh, he doesn't get cut in half by Darth Vader. He disappears. And later he appears as his force spirit. And when Yoda dies in Return of the Jedi, he disappears. And when Luke dies in Last Jedi, he disappears. And a lot of this might be a little bit more relevant to Rise of Skywalker because a lot of people think there's going to be a, a force spirit party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if people are watching going like, why didn't my random favorite Jedi come back? <laughs> that, that Yoda arc and that, that wisdom uh, and experience that you need in particular idea that you need to have like a selfless reason to, to retain your yeah you can't just be like i just want I, I like being me i don't want to stop and the idea is they learned this so they could help People. luke mm-hmm. finish his journey and you know that's why yoda is showing up to luke in the last jedi because that's kind of the point of continuing mm-hmm. to have okay. your, your identity within the force is to be able to help people so everyone thinks that we're going to get a force ghost luke yeah i mean that's uh, almost Obviously. certain since mark hamill's in the cast oh okay um but also other force ghosts yeah possibly, possibly leia you mean uh the, no because she's she, sorry go yeah ahead. she could have trained we don't know oh, okay uh, but like we know that uh Qui-Gon, in theory, Liam Neeson, in theory, could appear. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, they got some work to do on that, but... Uh uh, I see what you mean, because this is the last one of this chapter. There might be some of the past ones. Okay. Yeah, and in theory, because Anakin pops up right at the end of Return of the Jedi. Uh, His uh, Force spirit appears to Luke. So, like, you know, everybody's... The the Ewoks are dancing, everybody's partying, and Luke kind of looks off in the distance, and he sees Obi-Wan as a Force spirit, he sees Yoda, and then he sees his father join him uh so that suggests that anakin has somehow learned to retain his existence mm. so then that your mind starts going like i bet anakin would maybe have some things to say about uh what his grandson's choices are right so there's a possibility of, of that as well also um force awakens i was such a troll and i just kept calling her ray skywalker <laughs> <laughs> we have yet to see the full truth I love just being a (laughs) edgelord. Um, So between this, between Clone Wars and Rebels, are those two like beloved property? I feel like I'm not as in the, I'm in the general fan base, but I'm not like, you know, as hardcore as you are. Do, are both of those shows, which are both animated? Yeah. um, Are they both beloved the same? Do you feel like the fan base kind of latches onto one more than the other. I think they're pretty even. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so Clone Wars, Lucas was just sort of like, I didn't get to do all the stories I want to do. I want to play. Uh, and he hired this young person as his kind of uh, Padawan learner, Dave Filoni. So the Clone Wars are some great stuff because George Lucas would say, like, I have an idea. And then Filoni would kind of execute it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of the best of, of both worlds. And then when Disney took over and they wanted the new animated series, right. Filoni ran Rebels. So there's a real uh, connection. And the Mandalorian. He's yeah, doing with John and he's, he's involved Favreau. with the Mandalorian yeah. as well. Yeah. So there's a real, like, the Star Wars lore of 
there's always a wise master who passes on knowledge to the young person, but then it's the young generation's turn to pick up the mantle. Like that has literally happened in real life with George Lucas and, and Dave Filoni. Um, what about Yoda and Rebels? Yeah, he pops up, uh, I think, at least once, maybe twice. Uh, and there's some interesting stuff there because Yoda admits one of the big things is he admits that he made some mistakes in the in the prequel era that he let his fear control him. It's a big thing in Star Wars that fear is the path to the dark side. Another great kind of self-help thing from Star Wars that as soon as you are afraid of losing something, then that makes you angry and hateful and all those kind of things. So uh, that's a big part of his canon that that is kind of the place where he fully admits that he made some mistakes. Yeah, I actually have a quote from him here from Rebels. It says, I lost my way for a long time, but now I have an opportunity to change things. And then he finishes with a last chance. Um, so yeah, it was just like what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he guides uh, Ezra a little bit and guides him to his destiny, that he has a specific destiny. And he sort of implies that, yeah, it, it's okay to fight, but you need to figure out how to fight and when to fight. So a lot of a lot of continuing great Yoda wisdom. But he's not in Rebels a ton. It's just one or two pop-ups. Uh-huh. If you want fun gifts... If you're sitting around going, how should I communicate with friends? There's so many great Yoda gifts that express uh, disappointment, exasperation, uh, <laughs> wanting to go somewhere quickly. One of my favorite Yoda gifts, there's a moment in Revenge of the Sith uh, when he's going to confront uh, Palpatine. He walks in and he does just a little hand gesture and two guards slam into the wall. It's great for when you're upset about oh something. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to handle this. Whoomp. I think I gave... I gave one of my exes like a Yoda, like Valentine. I think it said like Yoda best Valentine or something. (laughs) And now we're broken up. Um, Well, these things happen. My dad humor. (laughs) Um, So this is, we talked, we kind of touched on Warner Werner Herzog, uh, and it said uh, that upon upon seeing baby Yoda, uh, he forgot he was holding a puppet and began doing baby speak. As the puppet had a song. I just want to, does someone have video of that? <laughs> I really want all the Werner Herzog behind the scenes. If That's... there's audio of the coward's comment, right. I need that in my life. His baby coos. Did you see that? Someone tweeted like the combination of Yeah, what, it's a the... combination of animals. And I think there's an actual uh, voice being uh, manipulated in that whole mix. So this tweet is from... Matthew Wood, it says, Baby Yoda's voice by a combination of baby samples, bat-eared foxes, no wonder he's so <laughs> cute, kinkajous, and the sound design vocal talents of Dave Accord. P.S. He also voiced Baby Rhoda the Hutlet for the Clone Wars. Yeah, that's Jabba the Hutt's child. <laughs> well, and I saw the baby Java or whatever. Did you see that? Yeah. That someone did of, because it was like baby... Yeah, like oh no, and that, did... like oh sh- who who else in Star Wars should have a baby kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But there, there is it's the Clone Wars uh, movie that kicks off the whole series. Is uh, got a uh, lot, lot lot of quality time with the Jabba's baby Rada the Hutlet. <laughs> mm. Can I ask you uh, a question? Uh, yeah. Why? So why does Baby Yoda speak to you? Is it just the absolute, just intrinsic cuteness that you want to cuddle and take care of the baby? 
You know, I follow a lot of baby animals on Instagram, so yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be, I follow a baby pig, I follow baby fox, I follow Juniper the fox. Shout out to everyone else that follows Juniper. Um, you know, I have my baby Molly. I think that he has this animal quality, right, to yeah. it. And also, like, kind of baby, like, he's like a baby-human hybrid, you know? Yeah. Um, like, just enough human qualities and movement, but also... Very much like a cute little animal. And um, the cooing got me. And his dumb little teeth. (laughs) I love that shot of his little teeth. Oh, his little teeth. Um, (laughs) They're back there. I think he's just so innocent and needs, like, yeah, he's strong, but, like, so innocent and just, like, calls to be protected and brings out, like, it's almost like he's a test himself. Like, he's, like, you know what I mean? Like, a test to, like, the true, uh, your human nature. Like, if you're, like you said, with uh, Mando, like, that's his, uh, it's almost like he's called to protect this little thing. Like, you cannot help. Yeah. You can't help it. And so, like, he's almost a testament himself of, like, to the good, I guess. Like, it's. Like, oh, this was all a test just to see if you would take care of this. You know, it's like his species is innately like constantly testing people uh, for the light that they have inside of them. Yeah. And I love that when we see him use the force, it, it just feels totally intuitive. Like he saw this this guy who seems to be trying to protect him get hit by this big beast uh, several times and look like he's going to die. So just out of total kindness and intuition he reaches his little hand out and gives it his all and then has to take a big nap his i'm not gonna lie his three-footed feet like i can't handle it some he's he's normally wearing little brown loafers but Mm -hmm. sometimes they're off and he has his little claw feet and i hate it i'm like oh god no put it back (laughs) under put it back under the dress claws out i love it no (laughs) ryan johnson presents claws out Uh, wow if he is an actual parent, do you get nervous about Mando's bad parenting of Baby Yoda? No, no. It, I I relate with Mando a lot. <laughs> like, especially when he, that, that trying to explain everything you need that child to do as if they're a functioning adult and watching them, like, listen and then still do what they were going to do anyway. I was like, yep. All parents fall into that trap. Yep. You, you think they, yeah. No logic. I want to hit that button and yeah, I'm yeah. gonna Yeah, it's like I told you don't to hit don't hit that button. You're like, oh no, my I'm god. Hit this button because <laughs> it's bright. <laughs> it's like, I'm right. not against all other franchises making baby versions of the Oh, but except did you see someone made the baby Thanos and I was like, God, yeah. burn oh, it. Burn no. it. <laughs> yes. Snap that out oh. of existence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Ugh. I was going to say, is there anything else that we should mention that we left out? I know Yoda's kind of a mystery, to be honest. And that's why it was funny. Like, um, our friend Ash Crossan, who couldn't come on tonight, but she was going to be your your co-guest. And uh, I can't remember if it was her or something. Like, well, actually, it's fascinating because there's not a ton known about the history of their species. Yeah, the species is really mysterious, and I think that's a big question of how deep is the Mandalorian going to go, or is that going to be part of it, of like, we don't know where this baby came from, mean people want it for, want to take some samples for it for something, and we don't know. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of the fun fun mystery, and it, it, I think it's possible that we won't learn a lot more, and it will stay mysterious, and this will just be a new character we get to know. Oh, yeah. oh I have Yadu. a question. Do you think that they're from eggs? Uh, I would love them to just come from somewhere weird. At one point, yeah. uh, like a belly button. I want them to come from a, this mysterious, unfound moon full of force powers, and it's got some trees. And every once in a while, the trees just drip, 
Oh, wow. <laughs> One of these grows. Like, I want it to be something like they are deeply connected. They are of the force. And like yeah. every, you know, 2,000 years, four drips. Wow. I would love that. Because I, I, there, there's something just really, I think, deep and fun and spiritual about them as, as truly mysterious creatures. You know, and I don't want it to be like, I mean, there was all the jokes and it's fun of like, when did Yoda and Yaddle hook up? And like, <laughs> yeah. uh, leave some mystery. Let them yeah. drink from a tree. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> and never tell They us. probably mate by touching fingers or oh, something. Yeah. Like an E.T. Yeah. Situation. You know, Iffy in, in Dragon Ball, Piccolo, his species, yeah. they like, you remember that scene where he's like coughing out an egg? Oh, yeah. He's like spitting up an egg. So yeah. I feel like that could be what happens. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love that. Yeah, maybe it's a gremlins thing. Like they went, one of their race spits out another yeah. one. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, the only other thing that, that I don't know if we touched on a lot that I'd like to say about Yoda is I think one of the great things about his character is that he does have a sense of humor and a sense of whimsy. Mm-hmm. And like when the character is relaxed and at his best, there's a scene in Attack the Clones where – Obi-Wan is looking for information because he can't find a planet in the archive. And Yoda turns to all the little kids he's training and says, Master Obi-Wan has lost a planet. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. It's just like he feels like you're kind of your sweet old uncle who has this sense of, yeah, I've got all this wisdom. I know all this philosophy. I've got all these concerns and responsibilities. But the reason we're doing all this is because life is beautiful and it's good to be with people you care about and appreciate and have a sense of whimsy and joy. And I think that is a huge part of Yoda's character as well. Mm-hmm. Yoda. Yoda. Um, well, y'all have been asking us to touch on Star Wars, and Iffy and I have put it off for almost two years. Yeah. <laughs> mainly just because it's such a huge thing. So we thought, okay, maybe we can tackle characters or, um, you know, we're going to. So starting in the new year, we're actually going to do a multi part dive into Star yeah. Wars. Some of the things that don't always get talked about, like having an entire episode devoted to Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you'll be seeing more of that in 2020. Thank you so much for coming on, Joseph. You know, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for other podcasts. Do a podcast called Obsessed and a Star Wars one called Force Center. And you can check out the show on Adult Swim Tigtone that yeah, I am yeah. a writer for. And so is Iffy. Yeah, yeah. We be Tigtoning. <laughs> we be Tigtoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know me as always, if you whitey way on Twitter and Instagram, if D's on Twitch, the Discord is discord.gg slash salt squad. There's a nerdificent tab where you can talk all things nerdificent and our footnotes are dropped in there thanks to Fleckery. Uh, thank y'all to all the mods. And then, of course, tpublic.com forward slash nerdificent. Get t shirts, give it to people for the holidays. They need them. Yeah, they're cold, so you can make them warm by buying them merch. Yes, I'm at Miss Danny Fernandez on all the things. Thank you for supporting us. We have more in store for y'all in 2020. And as we always say, stay nerdy. Stay nerdy. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.